Hello, hello, and welcome to School Leader Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica V. Sofer, and I have the opportunity to join you today on this episode talking about virtual meetings and webinars and how we can utilize them to make sure that we're connecting with families. We want to definitely maximize that engagement. But before we get started, I want to make sure we take care of some housekeeping by reminding you to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We don't want you to miss any episode of School Leader Soundbites. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you drop some comments there so that I can connect with you and make sure that I address any topics you bring up there. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started on today's episode talking about virtual meetings and webinars. You know, since COVID, we have shifted the way we connect with parents in the K-12 space. Um, I've been in this business for over two decades, and I can tell you that when I first got started, we were connecting with fax machines. That's right, folks, fax machines. And for those of you who don't know what they are, you've just heard of them, I can tell you that um, it took a long time to send documents, to send information out. Now we do it digitally quickly with parents. We're connecting with them on um, all their mobile devices. We're using all different kinds of platforms. And one of the easiest ways to connect with families and to engage with our community is making sure that we are providing virtual options for them. So that's what we're going to talk about today, virtual options, and making sure that it's part of our normal strategy. You know, before COVID, not every district had Zoom. Not every district was using Teams or connecting on Google Meets. And now there are multiple ways for us to connect with those families. And everyone at home knows how to connect that way too, just because so many of us were working virtually. You know, in my house in particular, I had two students and two working adults. So we were all using our Wi-Fi. We were connecting. There were different conversations happening uh, in different parts of the house. And I think for a lot of families, we got used to this for a while during COVID. So now that uh, we are back in school, we need to utilize some of those tools that were serving us well when it comes to parent engagement. So there was a recent uh, study done that indicated that 84% of parents agree that they learned more about how their child was being educated during COVID, probably because uh, they had access to what was happening in the virtual classroom. They could hear it from another room or they were checking in with their students and seeing what was happening in the room. And then 79% of those parents who were surveyed indicate they became more interested in what was happening in the classroom um, just because their interest was was peaked or they could overhear or they were maybe tagged in assignments that were coming through because we were all working on the computer. The study also indicated that 78% of those families became more involved because of what they saw during the pandemic. So the pandemic actually shifted the way parents viewed engagement. They had more access. They felt invited. They knew where to go for information. And so I think we need to tap into that. So the districts that I'm working with, my client districts, we're bringing that to fruition by tapping into more virtual options for community engagement and webinars. So let's talk about how we're leveraging those engagements. Um, we are making sure that we're being inclusive with the scheduling. Uh, we are making sure there may there's an AM option and a PM option. 
because some parents are working the night shift. And so we want to make sure that we're tapping into when they're connecting. So accommodating their different schedules and making sure that it's interactive and that the content is, is concise. That looks like keeping the sessions engaging. They're not just sit and gets. We're tying in exercises. We're tying in activities. We're encouraging them to put comments in whatever platform that we're using so that we can be respectful of people's time, but also keep them engaged. Then we're using user-friendly technology. So maybe a bulk of our families are on Facebook and Facebook Lives are where they enjoy connecting. They know how to use Facebook or they know how to use any of the other platforms that we're using and they can easily give us feedback in real time. And we've got somebody monitoring the chat or monitoring the breakout rooms or if we're doing a Facebook Live that we're monitoring the comments that can feed us the questions. You know, it doesn't have to be super scripted. It's okay to actually um, have someone hand you a piece of paper with notes on some of the comments if you are the facilitator of that meeting. Um, people are okay with that. That organic way of communicating is more acceptable today than it's ever been. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about it. And then diverse engagement opportunities. And that's being able to provide Q&A sessions, maybe some polls, some feedback loops. Sometimes it looks like just asking folks to give you a thumbs up. Um, and, and making sure that they're engaged and that you're addressing their concern. So make sure that it's interactive and that everyone has an opportunity to participate. And then recording, uh, making sure that this session is available offline for maybe a parent or a community member who wasn't able to engage. So making sure that you've got multiple links to it from on, on multiple platforms so that parents know they can always go back if they missed it and watch it. I know especially during COVID, when I was really participating in some online learning, um, if I missed a session one evening, I could go back and there was a replay available. In fact, um, oftentimes they would say, if you're watching, make sure you put in the comments, hashtag replay. And that's important because then you get a gauge of when uh, people are tuning in because that on-demand learning is going to be important for them. And making sure that you've got a way to connect with folks, making sure that they've got a way to provide you feedback and ask any questions. And if you are a K-12 Insight user, this is a great time for me to plug in our podcast sponsor, which is K-12 Insight then make sure that there's a button on the Let's Talk feature. So if you don't know about Let's Talk, it's a wonderful platform that K-12 Insight provides to their client district. It integrates multiple tools and it enhances research and also enhances your online reach with your community. So if you are a K-12 Insight customer, make sure you check out Let's Talk. If you are not, I highly recommend you go check them out at k12insight.com backslash S-O-P-H-E-R. So getting back to um, webinars and, and some of the different tools that you can use, um, feedback is going to be important, but then also making sure that you are tracking the analytics. How often were people watching? Um, did they watch all the way through? Were they tuning in at a particular time? Knowing that timestamp, understanding where you lost them. Maybe some of the tools or some of the activities were too daunting. resource for them or additional button for them. Sometimes it means you need to update the show notes so that people can easily go to a timestamp and watch a particular segment that they were interested in. That's going to be really important too. So let's look at how schools have successfully used virtual meetings and webinars to boost parent engagement. Um, 
I know for uh, for one district that I'm working with, when they moved their meetings virtually for um, for the PTA and for the booster clubs, they got more engagement because it really cut down on traffic time. When you've got those meet those parent meetings during that dinner time, right after rehearsal or right after practice, it's difficult for parents to be able to pick up their students, take them home, get them fed, get their homework started, and then get back to the campus for a booster meeting or a PTA meeting. So a lot of my districts make a virtual option available and uh, they also allow maybe every other meeting to be virtual so that those parents have an, an opportunity to engage with them. And um, the other thing that I've seen happen that's been really successful is providing these on-demand webinars when parents can't participate. Uh, one district in particular was had a heavy focus on the social emotional learning. They were bringing in fentanyl experts. They were bringing in suicide uh, prevention and awareness experts. They were providing panels. And so they set it up as a webinar. They promoted it on multiple channels. They sent out text message reminders. But in the text messages, they also provided links to where parents can go and watch the event. And it was their social emotional learning task force that put these events together. They brought in experts who brought in resources and links to other webinars and other web uh, information. They also provided notes for families, um, notes that were going to be important to just get them bullets, the bullets of the highlights. So if you didn't have an opportunity to watch the entire panel, you could go back and watch it through the show notes and actually go to the timestamp segment that you wanted to watch. So maybe you were more focused on fentanyl awareness or prevention or maybe suicide prevention, and you could go look in the show notes and see where that information was available. That is a great way to provide information to families that they want to get directly in a timely manner. Um, I tell people all the time, we live in a prime, Amazon Prime kind of world. Everything is driven by next day order. We're now in, a, in an expectation that if I place an order today, especially in Amazon, and I'm using my Amazon Prime account, I'm going to get it tomorrow. And then Amazon got smart and up to the ante and actually uh, has available same-day delivery. So parents are used to that type of engagement. They want to make sure that they're getting what they ordered when they ordered it. And that's true for content that school districts are providing them. So when you're thinking about webinars, this district in particular that held this fentanyl uh, informational session, they also made sure that there was transcripting available because not everybody has the ability to sit down and watch it all at one time, but they like to go back and read the transcripts of it and, and maybe pull some of the facts and information. So I always recommend that we're using transcripts whenever possible. Um, I know that some districts also tap into YouTube and making sure that they have translation tools available. So when that is an option, make sure you're using translation tools because we want to make sure that we are being inclusive of all of the families that we support. The other tip that I've seen work really, really well is making sure that you're providing these tips and strategies to staff as well. So tying it into your intranet or your staff page, wherever you've got those links is important because sometimes parents will have a follow-up question and they may want to connect with the principal or their teacher, or maybe in this example that I was sharing with you about the fentanyl webinar, that they can connect with the school nurse or the school resource officer or even the counselor. So making sure that that is available for parents um, as well. That includes contact information. So make sure you're providing phone numbers. Make sure you're providing any informational sheets, any handouts that were referenced. 
So when you think about transitioning from what we might have as a town hall meeting, where you might have handouts or resources, make sure that those are also connected in any of the webinar or digital content that you are creating, because parents are going to want to be able to print that out or forward it to themselves, maybe forward it to some other family members or people in their community that they think might want access to that. So make sure when you think about planning a virtual meeting that you plan for all the digital assets that are going to be required to make sure that it's successful. I highly recommend uh, following up with surveys. So following the webinar, send out a survey to everyone who signed up for it. Make sure you're capturing their contact information so that you can make sure that they um, give you feedback on how well received the information was. You know, COVID was very difficult for many of us. And some students learned better virtually. Others really learned better in the classroom. But we realized that even adult learners and parents in particular learn differently too. So we wanted to bring that into what we're doing in the school communication space. Making sure you've got virtual options, make sure you've got on-demand learning for parents is going to be important, and then other community members. So let's take some of those lessons we learned from COVID, bring them out of the classroom, bring them into our communication strategy, and make sure that we are building trust with parents and community members by giving them access to technology and tools that we're using in the classroom. So Let's wrap up this episode of School Leader Soundbites. If you found this information helpful, please share it with any of your colleagues. We want to make sure that we are providing our community with information that they're using and that we're bringing value here at School Leader Soundbites. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Remember, you can always find me at veronicavsofer.com and I look forward to our next episode.